You are listening to a One Flower, Two Turtles audio production. What the... <laughs> I've never been able to pull that off correctly. Hello, and welcome to an episode of Hear the Walking Dead. Uh, I don't know which number we're on. I don't even know how long it's been since the last one. I know it's been a long time because, um, yeah, stuff's happened. <laughs> Stuff always happens. Welcome to 2023. Um, yeah, so I'm just busy here stretching my leg out because the leg is back. The bad leg is back. Um, I've, di- oh, I've diagnosed myself with sciatica. Sorry, I've just stretched it out because it hurts like the fuck. Um, because we've been, I've been back in the car and driving, and I don't know, is sciatica stress induced? I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Because there's so much, <laughs> there's so much to stress about, isn't there? All the time. This is life. Life brings you stress. So yeah. Um, just as a little preamble before we actually get walking. Um, oh crap! I don't know when I'm going to get on air and do my radio show. He never seem to have time for anything these days anymore. Here we go. We're going to stretch the back out. You know what? Chin-ups. The last time I did a chin-up, I was doing quite well. But we'll see how we do this time. Oh, stretch the back out. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Swing the legs from side to side. Remember, you've got calluses on your hands. That really hurts. Ow. So, yeah. Let's get on the treadmill. This has got to be a quick one because I realised. Three, two... One, as I've been running around cleaning a house for the first time in ages, giving it a proper clean. Um, I don't have much time <laughs> because it's busy at the minute. You know when when kids start doing performances and all this kind of stuff. So our eldest son is doing three shows this afternoon. Well, I think he's dressing up as a farmer bee. I don't know. Um, but he's doing that. So he's doing three performances of that. We've been able to get some tickets because you have to get tickets now to do this kind of stuff through not Ticketmaster, but the, the equivalent of it. Um, so I'm going to go and see him later on this afternoon. Just realise what the time is. Um, and I just really, really need a, I need a walk. I need to stretch my legs out. And also our daughter, our eldest daughter, is doing a massive performance down at the... Um, than a really big theatre where they're doing School of Rock which is very very cool but they've been rehearsing for that for ages and they're doing two shows a day and all this kind of stuff and not getting home pretty much every single night this week not not getting home until um, like half ten at night she's going to be knackered absolutely knackered today is the only day where they're not doing full-blown rehearsals so there's that. Um, so what's been going on? So our little one, who just turned four yesterday, yay, getting old. Um, he wasn't very well, obviously, in the last podcast, and that was awful. Pretty much ten days of high temperatures and trying to force down uh, this antibiotic called um, clarithromycin, which is basically like a really, really chemical version of. Um, Gaviscon or whatever. Imagine trying to to get that down the gullet of a four-year-old. It was horrible. But anyway, he's a lot better now. And uh, 
and we we were originally supposed to be going away on holiday to Scotland. Didn't happen because the little one wasn't very well. Um, but halfway through, we realised he was going to be better, so we managed to get a little place in uh, in the Lake Districts, in Lake, just near Lake Windermere. And uh, it was a heady mixture of fun and frantic mixed with uh, late night street fighting and casual racism. Now, before I get into that, I'm well aware that um, having a middle class white dude such as myself talking about racism um, is probably not... I don't know whether it's frowned, but I don't know what the rules are anymore. I genuinely don't. Um, but a lot of people would probably be well within the right to say, you don't get to talk about racism because you've never experienced it, blah, blah, blah. And you're absolutely right, okay? I'm, <laughs> again, I'm white, I'm privileged, um, and I'm male as well. Um, but what happened on our little break um, has kind of changed that for me. So we'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, we went away to the lakes and it was really nice. We were staying in a little, in a little flat above a shop, um, above a sweet shop as well, which was very handy and expensive. And uh, it, was, it was right on the main road going into to town. So we were there and we were getting ice creams and going off and went on the, on the boat on the lakes and chasing ducks around and all that kind of stuff. And it was a really nice holiday. And then we got on a boat, went to the other side of the lakes, went to this really nice aquarium, um, which fitted in with our eldest son as well, because he was he's doing he's been doing stuff about underwater, like life underwater. So that helped him to be able to complete some homework. Um, and then we went to this this hotel across the road to get some food, because I don't know if this is the same with your kids as well. Um, but kids seem to eat, seem to need to eat pretty much every single hour. Um, I'm not fussed about that. I completely forget about feeding them to be perfectly honest. If it was just me. Um, I just think, ah, they're fine. I can just live on fresh air and sunshine and drink rainwater. <laughs> but no, so we went across the road to feed them and, uh, really nice hotel, little country place, nice and relaxing and quiet. And we managed to get these little sofa chairs and there was a table in front of us. It was a nice little lounging experience. And uh, we were choosing our food and there was three people sat on this table by themselves, seemingly putting the world to rights, yakking away. And uh, it, it kind of, I, I noticed, the first thing I noticed about them was that there was three of them and two of them had sent their fish and chips back because it wasn't hot enough. Bollocks just wasn't hot enough for them they're, they're there they were the kind of people who um basically don't know how lucky they are they you could quite clearly tell they don't live in the in the real world sat there in their designer clothes um and all this kind of stuff and then we started getting little side looks you know that kind of look you get from people where they're looking down their nose at you now Quick um, side note as well. I'm white. I've already established that. Hello, not being racist. Um, and my wife is, um, well, she comes from an Indian family. So her family came over to Britain in, I don't know when, 
many, many moons ago. They settled. They had two kids, one of which is my wife. She comes from an Indian family, but she's she's probably, I don't know, she's more British than I am, I don't know. Um, so obviously when um, an Indian woman and a white man come together, they're going to have mixed race kids. Um, and they've never really, we've established that racism exists with our kids, you know, just like saying it's wrong. We've tried to explain the history behind it. I mean, good grief. Look at the history between India and Britain. You couldn't get more of a conflict. You know, we've sat there and we've talked about um, things like the partition. My kids' grandparents, they were affected by the transition. Like they went through it when they were really, really young. So they have that history there. So they, they have, they can look at things from two different sides um, and they have two different ways of looking at the world, if you like. And we always thought that was really good for them. And it is good for them, I stand by that. But this was the first time that they noticed that they were being judged because of where they came from, because of who they are. Now, my daughter, she's a very sensitive age. I think it knocked her and also my eldest son as well. Not my youngest, he was just sat there watching something on YouTube, just trying to keep him occupied where he fed him. But looking down their noses at us quite clearly, making little snide remarks. Um, and like I say, I've never really experienced racism firsthand but I've witnessed it. Um, like I say, my wife comes from an Indian family. Um, I think the first time I noticed it was when we were queuing to get on an airplane and they were doing security checks. 99% white population. The only one there that's brown is my future wife. Guess who they pull over for a body search? Um, purely because of her skin color. My brother-in-law can't grow a beard. That's not physically silly, he physically can't grow one. He can grow one very, very quickly. But he chooses to not have one because he does a lot of, um, he's known to do a lot of traveling. And if he grows a beard and he's walking through an airport, who do you think is gonna get pulled over and searched? Him. So I've experienced it from that side. And it's upsetting. <laughs> just like everyone's like going, yeah, yeah, it fucking is, yeah. No, it is. But it's never really bled over into our kids' lives before. And at that point, it did. And they were quite upset. We never got the chance really to say anything because they fucked off after complaining about their fish and chips. Um, but bless them, the staff were lovely. And they came over and said, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? And like we were on their side, but saying, oh, you know, difficult guests, right? Now, it's a conversation to be had here because the people who were doing this were Indian. This is not me being racist. This is simply a point of fact. These people were full-blown Indian. Um, and they were looking down at their kids because quite clearly they were half-breed. How dare you have a white dad, blah, blah, blah. Fuck the fuck off. I fucking hate, I hate racism. I don't understand it. And again, I'm well aware, white man saying, 
I don't understand racism. And you can all turn around and say, well, you don't understand racism, you've never been through it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't understand the point of it. I do understand the point, that's not right. I understand the point of it is to basically fucking divide and get people fighting just to maintain power. Getting very deep now. Um, but it, it affected my kids and it was quite upsetting for them. And just like, how, how do you have... The thing is, they, they kind of... The reason why I mentioned is that the people who are doing this are Indian is because we kind of half-jokingly talked about it coming from you know, the white side of the conversation. We've never had a problem there. Um, touch well, I guess we're, by a lot of people's standards, we're quite lucky. But they've never expected it from the Indian side. Um, I, think it, I think it threw them for a little bit. I mean, we ended up like, you know, making a joke of it and, you know, go away, happy, happy, smile, smile, daddy making silly voices, um, mummy making jokes. And it was all good. But yeah. Casual racism in the face of your kids. For fuck's sake. But so th there was that. Um, and the place where we were staying at, like I said, it was on the main street going through town. And um, the place was lovely. Um, and we'd read, we'd, we'd read reviews of there saying things about, oh, watch out for the shower pressure. Don't have more than one tap turned off at once. Fuck, I've lived in London. Like, we used to have a shower, there we used to have a shower that was basically just a trickle. And if you flush the toilet, that's it, the whole game was over. So we just said to kids, don't run any taps if you're going in the shower. Just get in there, shower, get out, you'll be absolutely fine. And it was, it was fine. But the place where we lived at, the, the windows were kind of like standard um, windows. It wasn't double glazing or anything, which is fine. And, you know, you notice the noise during the day, you just think, oh, it's fine, you'll get through it. But obviously when it's night time, you're trying to get some sleep, it's an even bigger problem. Especially when it's Friday night, around about midnight, and a bunch of absolute fuckheads are out there trying to have a fight with each other. Let's get ready to rumble! Um, and again, <laughs> proof that my kids are sheltered. And again, I need still kids, you know, you, don't, you wouldn't want them to go through this. Um, but you could hear the fighting and the language, possibly even punches thrown. Um, and you read all these stories about, you know, people getting knifed in fights and all this kind of horrible, horrible stuff. And my daughter especially, she was woken up and really, really, really scared. Um, and you're just like, well, do I go out there and have a word? No, don't go out and have a word because you might get caught up in it. Like, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so... This went on for about an hour and just no one slept really. Again, not the fault of the people whose flat we were staying in, it was just because of the location it was in. But we were gonna stay on, on Saturday night and we were just like, hang on, it's Saturday night on a main street. This feels like what happened last night is a fucking trailer to a much bigger event, you know. What happened on Friday night? It was fucking Iron Man. Saturday night, it's going to be fucking Avengers Endgame. Just rawr! Um, and because, obviously, like I said, kids have got shows and everything, they're going back to school. It's like, well, there's no point in hanging around if no one's going to sleep. Everyone's going to be knackered and grumpy. Let's just go home. Um, a little bit earlier. So we came home on Saturday morning. Such a relief to be home. 
never want to go on fucking holiday again. <laughs> Just awful. So yeah, street fighting and casual racism. I guess that's the title for the podcast now. But yeah, it's um, it's never good as a parent to have to be able to to have to explain to your kids. First of all, what people were saying about you, and also trying to explain it. And you just hope and pray that, you know, it's not carried forward. Because the thing is, we, it, this, this sounds really cruel, it's not dismissing the subject at all, but we've always tried to make a joke of racism in terms of highlighting how ridiculous it is. You know, I remember one time we were stood in a, um, in a coffee shop just wanting to get a, um, a drink and the kids some food. And they had all these sweet stuff down there. And there was this cake that the kids wanted. So my wife, who'd been working quite late at night for a considerable amount of time that week, she was already pretty spaced out. So she said to my daughter, which one do you want? Do you want the, the white one or the dark one? My kid says the white one. My wife goes racist. And the woman behind the till, the barrister behind the till, just like, oh, and just kind of like casually just walked away. We just laughed about it. Um, but that's what we've always, always tried to do, just trying to like, try to highlight the um, stupidity of difference. There's this lecturer that I saw, it's probably years old now, where she makes a point of saying, there is only one race on this planet, it's a human race. Doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, doesn't matter what gender you are, doesn't matter where you stick your dick or put, put your pussy, it makes absolutely no difference. You're all still human beings. Everyone deserves a fair shot. And obviously not everyone gets it. It's quite depressing, this conversation, isn't it? Uh, but anyway, there's that. I'd better stop walking because I'm well aware that I'm running out of time. So consider that an update. You have heard The Walking Dad. I'm Steve. And as we always say on this podcast to end it is nice bad boys you have been listening to a one flower two turtles audio production for more information on all our radio shows and podcasts check out our website 1f2t.co.uk sounds of the 1f2t the sounds of life <laughs>